Welcome to the Wolverine Digest Podcast, the best spot for objective and authentic coverage of Michigan athletics. If you want open dialogue, honest opinions, and in-depth coverage of the maize and blue, this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Brandon Brown, joined as always by Chris Breiler. We are back on a Friday night, a little later than normal, but feels Friday. good. It does Nothing feel wrong good, with What are we? We're... we're one or two weeks out. Two weeks, right? Two weeks, man. Fifteen days. Fifteen days until Michigan kicks off its football season. Just eight days until the college football season starts next yeah. weekend, man. So yeah. super excited about that. Also excited about our two guests tonight, man. Chris, this is pretty cool. Something you set up and a slightly different approach than some things we've done before. We yeah. do have a player that's going to jump on with us, but also another Michigan student who has something really, really cool in the works, I think. I will let you intro them beyond just their names, but we're really happy to have Seth Sugar and Jordan Morant from the football team joining us. And Chris, take it away. All right, guys. Well, obviously, you know, we're, we're happy to have you here. We know it's a little bit late on a Friday, but Jordan, you know, especially with you, I know you're right in the midst of uh, a fall camp. So we definitely appreciate you guys taking some time out of your Friday night to talk with us. And, you know, for anybody out there who's not aware, um, we are joined here by uh, sophomore defensive back Jordan Moran um, and then University of Michigan student Seth Sugar. And both of these guys, you know, obviously, you know, Jordan Moran is a part of the Michigan football team, uh, but both of these guys are co-founders of something called A2A Sports, uh, which was created to help student athletes connect with marketing agencies in the new age of NIL, you know, improve their brands to be able to profit from their social media accounts. So that's why we're having these two guys on tonight. We want to talk a little bit about that. And, and Seth, I'm going to start with you right off the bat. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about, I know it's you and Jordan, but tell me a little bit about the people who are involved with A2A Sports. Absolutely. So the team is composed of Jordan and uh, my, our uh, co-founder, Maddie Calcagno. Uh, she couldn't be on the call tonight, but uh, she's, she's pretty cool. Hopefully you guys get to meet her sometime. Yeah. Um, and then we have an entire team of uh, an outreach team who basically uses the, the sophisticated technology to uh, identify top influencers and athletes that meet with our client uh, requirements uh, to participate in the social media campaigns that we put together. Um, and so pretty much everything that we do is targeted. Uh, it's all numbers based. Um, and I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, so Jordan and I got started with this, a little less than a year ago, Jordan, you want to, yeah. you want to give the background? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a year ago, uh, pretty much what happened was I posted on my Snapchat story, Hey, who wants to start a business? Like it was a random idea out of nowhere. Cause I, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. When I was growing up, you know, I always wanted my own business. And so pretty much Seth uh, swiped up, swiped up and was like, dude, I'm so down like to work on uh, working <laughs> on something with you. And so then on this whole thing, like A2A became, you know, that's when A2A became something like a thought and like we reality. more and more. And then now it's just going crazy now. So yeah. at, at what point did you guys, you know, get come together and, you know, think of this idea or, or kind of start this, these conversations? Because obviously the NIL stuff just recently happened this year. You know, at what point did you guys get together and start really talking about this seriously? So about a week into the conversation, Jordan and I, um, he the business was really uh, like unclear for the first little while. Yeah. Um, we we were kind of discussing, I was like, look, like marketing businesses are usually the easiest to begin. Um, they, they usually require the, the least money up front. Um, I mean, we're, we're college kids. We don't have loads of money sitting around <laughs> to, to start a merchandising business or anything like that. Yeah. So um, we, we were like, look, like, what do we have? What can we leverage? Um, and we both understand the power of social media. Um, and so we were just discussing it and we said, Hey, like we understand that NIL stuff isn't supposed to be, uh, able to be profited from for a few months. Um, actually the NCAA, um, the commissioner announced that it was supposed to be approved back in January of 2020. So we were geared up to, to go then we were just given an extra eight months of, of leverage, uh, to be working with influencers. Um, but Jordan and I, we reached out to a, a small brand in Miami. Um, and we said, Hey, like. Jordan has 13,000 followers on Instagram. Um, like how, like just as an inquiry for when NIL stuff comes out, 
how much would you guys be willing to pay for a sponsor post? And Jordan and I, we like, we were thinking like maybe a few hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, these guys came back with a far larger number. And then we realized that there was some substantial market here to, to play on. Um, and we, we brought in some benefactors um, and we got to work. Uh, we started connecting with some of the top athletes in the NCAA. Um, and for about eight months before the announcement actually came to fruition in January, or sorry, um, July 1 of this summer, uh, we worked with influencers with some of the top marketing agencies in the, in the world. Um, and so we, we had eight months of experience putting together campaigns. We were like, look, like we're ready to hit the ground running. Uh, so July 1 was our launch date. We actually have a huge uh, press announcement coming out with uh, one of our huge clients this week and Forbes and a few other uh, major news outlets. So we're really excited to, to really be pioneering a new way for athletes uh, and influencers. So it's, it's, yeah. been, a, it's been a journey. Well, that, I mean, it, it, yeah, it sounds like you guys are off to a good start. And I mean, the fact that you were ahead of the game, you know, you were you were pre-planning, you knew this thing was coming and you knew that there was going to be a need and you were out there and you filled it. Um, I guess. So here's my question, Seth. I am not me personally, but let's just say hypothetically, I am a collegiate athlete and I've got, you know, let's compare it to what Jordan's got. I've got across all my social media platforms, I've got anywhere from 30 to 40,000 followers across all platforms. How is it that a company like A2A Sports is going to help me in my career? What what are you guys going to do for me as a student athlete? Walk me through that Um, process. All right. So basically, uh, it doesn't matter how large or small your social media accounts are. Mm-hmm. I highly suggest going to our website, a2asports.com, signing up. Um, I mean, we work with agencies that can help athletes profit from an aisle at any level. So we have a uh, quarterback of 120,000 followers on Instagram, like engagement off the charts. Like, of course, like we're going to take them to one of our clients, like a, like a viral nation, which is one of our largest clients. Um, and they offer the top athletes and influencers top dollar for, um, for like their compensation for social media posts and connection with brand and engagements and deals. Um, but likewise, we have opportunities for athletes with a few, few thousand followers um, to participate in seeding campaigns, which means that when an advertiser is looking for mass uh, geographic reach across the United States, um, they'll use um, like a mass amount of athletes to strategically pinpoint like where they want to target. And uh, what we do is we have a large network of athletes across the U.S. who will reach out to and we'll, uh, we're just starting to put together these campaigns, but we'll have three, 400 athletes and we'll say, hey, like this brand wants to reach out and send you free products. How do you feel about working with them? Um, so I highly suggest whatever level of social media followers you have, uh, big or small, so long as you're willing to put the effort in, uh, I highly recommend signing up with us. I promise you we'll do the best we can by you um, and we'll try and get you right. And, and one of the things you mentioned, uh, Seth, during our initial conversation was that um, you know, the, the, I guess the, the agencies that you work with have been approved through the AC, the, the NCAA, or they, they closely follow the guidelines put out by the NCAA. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So that kind of speaks to like why our company like ours is necessary. Um, athletes generally speaking right now, don't really have like a sense of which marketing, marketing agencies are real, uh, which ones are just putting up a front and saying like, we can do this stuff for you. Um, and so like, we only work with companies that offer the highest rates for influencers in the country. Like one of our clients, Viral Nation, they're probably one of our top clients, um, on a day-to-day basis, they work with celebrities like Will Smith. Um, they work with the people who handle Tyree Hill's YouTube channel on a day-to-day basis. Jordan and I are chopping it up with, uh, OBO rocks, who's a marketing genius. Uh, he's a part of Jake's OBO team and he handles the seating for, uh, welcome OBO, which is Drake's brand. Um, and we, t- uh, talking with Mike Lisi, who, uh, handled Josh Jacobs rookie card deal, um, over at Alabama, like these guys are not amateurs. They know what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. and like everyone who we've connected with, we've vetted. Um, and so th- the fact is we want to just provide guidance for these athletes, um, and influencers, because there's a lot of people in this marketplace who don't know what they're talking about and can get these kids in trouble. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to throw stones at any, any brands or anything like that right now. Um, but I mean, the night that all this stuff was announced, a bunch of kids, uh, were posting stuff for some brands that seemed really shady, really were not engaged and cared about what the kids were doing. Um, and I mean, they did not have their best interest at heart. 
the majority of these kids are like they could have been like penalized greatly by the universities their um their compliance offices were not aware of what was going on before they posted these campaigns and as a result their uh, eligibility could have been put in jeopardy um so our goal is to ensure that these athletes are operating safely um and with the best of knowledge and that, that they, can, they can get um and as a result we're, we're trying to hook them up with the best people in the game um, yeah, so, so, so basically, in a nutshell, what I gather from it is you're going to take a student athlete, whether they have, you know, 3000 followers across social media platforms or 30,000 followers across social media platforms, and you're going to put them in a position to be successful and to be able to profit off of their brand, whether that be individually, or we talked about Seth on the phone, you know, if it's, you know, some of the lesser known, you know, sporting groups, whether it's like a swim team or a track team, putting these guys together and putting them in a situation where, you know, some of the, I guess lesser marketable sports will also be able to profit off of something like this, right? Because NIL yeah. isn't going to be something that every student athlete can benefit from. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of student athletes are finding that out now that we're weeks into this thing that, well, shoot, you know, I'm not, nobody's going to be throwing money my way and I've got to know how to find a good opportunity when it comes. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we're doing. Perfect. And so whether you're, whether you play lacrosse, you're on the swim team, on the basketball team, on the football team, uh, now you guys are able to take advantage of your social media and come join us at A2A, A2Asports.com. If you want to look us up on Instagram, we've got a few testimonials from uh, a few of the people we've placed thus far. Um, this week we, uh, we placed Anthony Edwards Jr. Uh, do you guys know who that is? Uh, I, I know you sent me, you sent me his information. I looked him up a little yeah. bit. So yeah, that was a big get. That was a big sorry, Anthony Hamilton. Um, yep. Uh, not not Edwards. Uh, Edwards is MBA. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I knew who you met. <laughs> still big time. Yes. Big time. Uh, yes, still big time. Uh, like one of the highest jumping people on the place uh, on the face of the planet Earth. Um, and we, we got him right with one of our social media uh, clients. Um, so honestly, like just tap in with us, A2Asports.com, A2A Recruiting on Instagram. DM us. I promise you we will get you guys right. Right on, right on. So, so, so Jordan, I mean, you know, let, let's bring you into the conversation. You're, yes, you know, yeah. you're not only a co-founder, but you are, you know, you're an athlete with A2A and, and yeah. you know, for somebody in your position, you know, with, with the NIL stuff just now becoming new and, and fresh, how has this helped you, um, I guess on the pathway to trying to find some good opportunities for you? Well, you know, being part of A2A, I've gotten many opportunities, especially like meeting new people. But which is crazy. The crazy thing is that like tomorrow's gonna announce that I was assigned. I was I'm I'm going to sign with uh, Viral Nation Talent, which is crazy. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's one of one, one of our. Uh, Wait, is this breaking news? Is uh, breaking news now? Yeah. This is breaking news now. Yeah. Do we have a breaking news drop? Yeah. Damn it! No Damn breaking it. news. No. Breaking news drop. We'll okay, just throw we'll this wait. one out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, I'm I'm having them deal with all my NIL deals and stuff and they're helping me manage everything. So I have to like, you know, focus on all that stuff that's going on outside of football and just keep my mind on football and just get ready for the season. What was that like when NIL first came through? I mean, we heard, you know, we, we could see it as fans on, on social media. We could see players, mm -hmm. you know, posting various things like gaming channels or whatever it is. You know, as a player, what was that first week like? Was it as crazy from the inside as it seemed like from the outside? Yeah, it was crazy the first week because especially so many people were posting on their social media. And, you know, we didn't know if it was going to actually be something real or something that was you know it, it's just in the talks and the works and wasn't gonna get put out to like next year or something but when finally finding out that we're able to like profit off our name off our name everyone's going crazy you know just posting on instagram hey like if you're a local business i would love to like shout you out this and that and i knew like people were going to reach out but for me i want to like wait it out i don't want to take anything any like small offers because you know you have to know how, how much you're worth and you don't want to do anything that would pretty much you know just be something so low that like it doesn't it wasn't really worth your time or anything like that but you know I kinda, it was nuts i kind of want to speak to that point what, yeah. what jordan yeah. did that was smart which was we saw a bunch of major athletes doing um they, they waited to sign with agencies and they waited to engage with brands um because the first like you you basically you get forfeit your exclusivity if you engage with brands just you and the brand um which is very unattractive for agencies um looking to sign these these kids 
Um, and I mean, giving up your exclusivity is, is something that like for a, a few hundred bucks here and there uh, in the first week to be, I mean, frankly, these kids were being taken advantage of because um, mm. they didn't know their worth. They didn't know that a single post of theirs could have been valued at $5,000, $6,000 when they were getting four or 500 bucks. Um, and as a result, I mean, Jordan's Jordan's going to be doing just fine for himself. Well, that's good. I mean, we want Jordan to do fine for himself. We all want Jordan to do fine for himself. Boy, yeah. and, and I mean, that's one of the benefits of this NIL stuff. And I mean, I think, you know, for guys like Brandon and I, you know, we, when it came through, we knew that it was going to, you know, mean big things for you guys. And mm -hmm. obviously we, we support it, but man, that first week was just, you, you could see it on social media and you kind of wonder like, where is this going to end? And, you know, we, we were, we were assuming that a lot of the athletes were getting inundated with, with messages for sure. And I'll, and I'll say this too, is to speak to what Seth just said, we saw a lot where, and I, I mean, personally, I was like, what, what, why would they do that? What, like, what are they thinking? That's not going to work. That's not going to make them any money. That's not valuable. That's not this, that's mm -hmm. not that. And yeah. I, I mean, Hey, there's where, there's where Seth and Jordan come in and make sure that this is the best possible scenario for people. Because yeah. I think across the country, I don't know, you know, speak to Michigan specifically or what's going on there. I think there are a lot of schools though, where kids were like in the dark, just trying to figure it out for themselves and hoping they were doing the right thing and not getting taken advantage of. So yeah. Yeah, kudos to you, Seth and Jordan, for doing this because I think it's really, really important for these guys. Not just for you, but for you know, for everybody that you work with, for sure. Of course, right. yeah. Absolutely. Certainly sounds like a necessary service. So, Seth, I'm going to give you one more opportunity, man. Plug, plug the business, plug the plan. <laughs> give, give us all the the all the addresses you need to give us here. Appreciate it. Um, I mean, so <laughs> go follow us on Instagram at A2A Recruiting. If you're an athlete, please sign up with us. Press to join our roster button on a2asports.com. If you're an influencer, check out a2arecruiting.com. Mm -hmm. And stay tuned. Jordan and I have our own podcast coming out in the next few weeks. Um, we're going to be discussing financial literacy for college athletes so that once you guys make your bag from NIL, you guys can know how to spend it wisely. So that's that's my spiel. It was great talking that's awesome, to you guys. Awesome, man. Yeah. That's, go, that's, yeah. I mean, I, what I don't, a, what a, Chris, what a I don't know about for student athletes, right? I don't they know about that. you. I don't know about you, Chris. I think Seth is like a pretty smart dude. I don't he know. Just a, a, just well, a hunch. I mean, he's man. at the University of Michigan. Just so a hunch. Know, there's got to be something. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, now do we go? Now do we hone in? On Jordan Morant, do we really, yeah, try, to, do we really try to get the, the dirt from Jordan Morant here as he's, you know, almost 10 o'clock here during fall camp? So, Jordan, um, yeah. man, I know that you're busy. And like I said at the beginning, we appreciate you, you know, taking some time here. Um, but, you know, I'm curious, man, what this is obviously a far different fall camp this year mm -hmm. than what you experienced, you know, your freshman year. Can you can you kind of speak to what those differences are and and what this year has been like for you? Oh, yeah, it's definitely been different, especially from last year compared to now. Uh, freshman year, you know, I was coming in thinking that, you know, we're going to have a full season. Uh, you know, we're going to get right into it, get into business stuff. But, you know, that with COVID hit and then everything's changed from then, like from then on. And, you know, since we're in camp right now, last year we didn't even have a camp. It was like pretty much like a two-day thing for, uh, for us like freshmen because we were there at 6 a.m. for like literally two days. And that's pretty much where it was. And like this year, we're in actually hotels now. We're in like we're in lockdown now, so it's like we're time to focus and you know just get our minds right for the first game. But last year, we didn't even know if we were gonna have a game. Yeah. So it was like the I feel like that was like the like the biggest difference because you know it was on and off. Like we we're gonna have a season, we're not gonna have a season. But no, this year we know we're gonna have a season and we know we're gonna play some games. So you know we're getting ready for that and we're getting our minds right now. Yeah, and, and, and I mean we've. You know, we've heard it from every single player that we've talked to, every single coach that we've heard from that, you know, something just feels different this year, that there's an energy yeah. within the team. There's an energy within camp that didn't exist, you know, not just last year, but maybe even years prior to that. Um, how apparent has that new energy been for you? And is, is I mean, is it something that you're picking up on? Oh, yeah. The energy like the, the coaches, the new coaches that we got, Coach McDonald, you know, Coach Clink, all the new coaches we got. The defensive coaches are bringing juice, man. They're bringing the, you know, they're bringing their energy. We're making sure every practice, you know, we're we're hyped. We have all the energy. We're getting ready for the, like, you know, offense and stuff. Everyone's hyped, you know. Everyone's hyped for this season because last season didn't go so go so well, and this season's our season, and we're gonna make sure, you know, everything happens like you know perfectly, and we're practicing for it, and we're just making sure that, you know, we're prepared. Yeah, and so and. 
I was just going to say, playing off of that a little bit, you know, you, you mentioned the new coaches bringing the juice. I mean, w- w- is it safe to say that, you know, guys like, you know, Mike Hart and Klinkscale and, and, and Bellamy and those guys that came in, have they been the primary driving factor to that change in culture, change in energy, would you say? I feel like, you know, I feel like it's everyone, uh, not just the coaches. I feel like the the, fr- the upcoming freshmen, too, they're bringing the juice. You know, everyone just has a new, like, mindset to this season. I feel like we're really pushing hard for that game. You know, Ohio State, that's a game that we're so focused on. But we're obviously you're going to worry about each game at a time. But, like, we just have just a drive mindset for, like, this whole season that, you know, we got to beat everyone. And once that game comes, like, you know, OSU, we're going to do our best to try, like, you know, practice for it, prepare for it, and make sure that we're on our A game. And so I feel like that's the reason why we have so much energy and juice to the towards the season. Well, Jordan, you mentioned how weird last year was, and you, it was your freshman year, so you didn't really have anything to compare it to then. But looking back on it now, like how difficult was it to just try to get better as a player when you talked about we don't know if we're having a game or you know can we practice we got to get tested every day is the building cl- like so many weird things about it so how, how how much did you grow during that freshman year and then also how much have you grown since then till now i grew a lot i feel like you know especially last year i was coming out of high school i feel like i matured pretty much a lot more than i was coming out of high school and you know just wondering if we were going to have a season or not, you know, it was, it was a big effect on me. Cause you know, I really wanted to play, even though I was hurt, I still wanted to see, you know, like just be part of like the team and just be able to like, see if my guys win, you know, cause it was a big thing that we wanted. But I grew a lot, especially uh, just being, th- especially this year, uh, you know, having the new coaches and like just stuff we go through during practice and this camp mentally, I definitely matured a lot. Cause you know, it puts, it's, it's a lot for like, you know, just I get, like last year, we didn't even have a camp, but having this camp this fall, you know, it just mentally you have to be tough. And I feel like these coaches make sure that we you know we're prepared for something that's, that's going to come and we're just getting ready. Yeah. And you, you mentioned Mike McDonald when you were talking about some of the new coaches that came in and, and mm-hmm. were bringing the juice. And I'm curious, you know, what is it about his defensive scheme that you would say fits your skill set best? No, his, his scheme is, you know, he's wants, you know, we get everyone to the ground, make sure everyone is covering someone, just making sure that we play the best defense we can every week. And his schemes are just amazing. I like it. So, uh, it's very, it's very different compared to, you know, our last year's defense and I feel like you know his defense is a lot NFL based I definitely see that because you know he came out of the Baltimore Ravens so it's pretty cool to see what kind of you know schemes they run in the NFL and how advanced it is compared to what it was last year and it's just I feel like it's amazing defense and I, I can't wait to see it on the field. I want to build on that just a quick second. We actually talked to uh, Nikai Hill Green today at the media mm-hmm. availability and he used the word freedom I, I don't not thrown around a lot in, in football, I don't feel like, but he said he feels like free on defense, free to do this, free to do that. He kind of touched on some of what he does at linebacker, but what about you? I mean, does that is that weird to hear? Does that make sense? Do you understand what he's saying when he says he feels freer in this defense? I feel like, you know, in our defense, there's a lot of people that have to lead the defense and you have to be free. Like, I feel like he, that's what he means by that. And just being able to just lead the, the defense into like where you want to go. And I, Something like I feel I, I'm trying to think of what he's trying like what he means by that. It's kind of hard. Well, well, but, Mazi, you know. I think Mozzie Smith said the same thing when we mm-hmm. talked with him. He said, you know, he's like they're asking big strong people to do big strong things, and it, it seems like the you know the general theme coming out of camp or, or coming from Mike McDonald's uh, defensive scheme is that it's playing to your strengths. It's doing what you guys yeah. do best, and I think you know from a fan's perspective, and I don't know if this you know if you guys felt this internally, um, but last year and, and in previous years with the defense it looked like sometimes you guys might have been being asked to do things that weren't necessarily the best for the personnel or the skill set that you had and so there seems to be a lot of excitement surrounding the defense this year that man we can just kind of do what we do well and and it sounds like that you're kind of saying the same thing you you could just go out there and play and and do what you guys are good at yeah exactly like you know we we love to hit we love to be no, just be leaders and be dogs. You know, that's what yeah. that's the mentality we have is like just being a dog. And that's what coach that's what Coach McDonald like really dog. talks about. <laughs> He's a dog. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just that's how you that's how you run things. And we have we make sure that, you know, that's how we're gonna run things, that's how we're gonna play, and that's our mentality. So that's what we bring every day to practice. 
We got real quick, Chris. Real quick, Jordan Morant. He's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's you gotta squeeze that's that in. Good. Gotta um, have it. Gotta so, have it. Gotta have it. So you know, we've talked a little bit about Mike McDonald, but I do want to mm. ask about Steve Klinkscale. Yeah. And you know, Brandon and I, we were you know we were at the Ferris State camp, and that was the first time that I was with uh, Steve Klinkscale. I was I was in the same room with him, and mm. I didn't know much about him prior to you know his arrival at Michigan. But when I was in the same room with him, he just he's one of those guys, kind of like what Jim Harbaugh has and Mike Hart has, that when they walk into a room, they just have a certain like energy they have a certain vibe about them can you talk a little bit about what it's been like working with steve Klinkscale so far yeah being coached by coach clink you know he's a great coach he definitely wants things done like the way he wants it done because you know we can't be doing our own thing he's very serious about what he does and what he teaches us and he like you know everything's technical with him like he makes sure that you know the way we backpedal the way we look at coverages, everything. We're making sure that, you know, we're watching film. He's very serious about that kind of stuff. I never met a coach that's so serious about it like him because, you know, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a dog. He has that dog mentality. Like I said, like he has that dog mentality. And he tells, he, he, he tells us things that we need to hear, not just because we want to hear it's what we need. And that's what we need. Someone that's straight up and someone that just, you know, just tells us what we need to do to win and how like things need to be done to be a winning team. Well, coming out of high school, Jordan, you did a lot of different stuff in high school. I know you were played, you know, down in the box a little bit. You were a deep safety yeah. guy working with Coach Clink. I mean, what what is it that you're doing now? I mean, what what is your your main role at Michigan? Are you working mostly with the corners, with the safeties, Coach Clink, Coach Bell? Like, what, what do you do on a day-to-day basis at practice? Yeah, pretty much, you know, when I was in high school, I played corner. for I played corner all four years, actually. And being able to transition from a corner to safety, it's not any different, you know. Like I, I like to hit in high school, uh, so being a safety, I, if, if I'm, I feel more free to hit now, being like a leader on the field and stuff. And we, uh, Coach Clink and Coach Bellamy are the, pretty much the uh, pr- like prime coaches that we work with, and you know they're just they're giving us the greatest advice that we can to like learn and just make sure that you know we're doing everything good and everything right while we practice and stuff. So I feel like, yeah, that's they're the they're the two prime coaches that we learn everything from. I, I wanted to ask about Coach Clink too, and this is a little less formal than what Chris said. I just thought he felt like he was the coolest dude there. Like he just kind of <laughs> yeah. walked around and he was like, I'm I'm just I'm the man. Like I, I don't know if you think it, I don't care, but I am <laughs> I, I'm I'm joking a little bit, but he he back to what Chris said, that presence that he had yeah. I mean, we had him for media availability the other day too. And I just, I mean, I just love the dude. Like that's the first time we've really got a chance to talk to him. I love the things he stood for, the things he talked about, mm-hmm. the things he seemed to make important. It, it sounds like it's, it's rubbing off on you guys the same way guys in the building. Yeah. He has a huge effect on all of us, especially the DBs. You know, we talk all the time and he just makes sure that everything's, you know, everyone's on a good, on a good roll and making sure that we're all good. And, you know, he cares about us and that's what matters. All right, Chris, Brandon. We're we're, 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 we're running late. out of time. We're okay, that's late. what I was going to ask. In the hour. <laughs> we're getting late in the hour here. Uh, do we want to skip fan questions and go right to it? We got to get right to it. We're gonna, okay, we're going to get right to it. Uh, Brandon, <laughs> cue the music. This is Football Feud. Uh, this is Jordan Moran on Football Feud. Football Feud is the hottest game <laughs> probably anywhere in the country on any podcast, uh, anywhere. And uh, I challenge Parker, someone to show us someone else doing this. That's I what I'll say. A better one. I haven't seen a better one. Now, now, Jordan, just so you know, uh, you know how Family Feud works. Football yeah, feud course, works the yeah. same way. I'm going to run down the leaderboard for you okay. just so you know kind of you know where things stand and, and where you might fall in. So right now in the leaderboard, we got in the num- in the first place, number one, we got Roman Wilson, who scored 30 points. Uh, at number two, we've got Chris Hinton with 28 points. At number three, we've got A.J. Henning with 19 points. And at number four, we've got Blake Corum with 19 points. He got number four because of alphabetical order. So he's okay. got a tie for third, but we'll give him fourth anyway. So, uh, Jordan. Are you ready to play football feud? I'm ready. Do I? Do I want, am I on a timer and stuff? Yeah, right. Now, you, now here's how get it's to, here, here go. Give them the rundown, Chris. Here's how okay. it's going to work. Uh, we've got five questions. Okay. Uh, you've got 20 seconds to answer. 30. All. We, 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 we changed it to 30. Okay. We got 30. We'll give you, we'll give you 30 seconds. That was because of Hinton. We had to extend it. <laughs> so we'll give you 30 <laughs> seconds. Okay, um, 30. I'm going to ask you five questions. Each question has 10 answers. The top answer is worth 10 points. The, the lowest answer is worth one point. Okay. At the end of it, we'll go back through. We'll tally them up, and we'll see where you finish. The clock will start 
after I ask you the first question. Okay, I'm ready. Let's do Jordan, it. Jordan, are you ready? All right, let's get it going. Yeah, are you it. ready, Brandon? I'm ready, man. I got the money. Yeah. I got the music ready. We're ready go. to roll. Football feud with Jordan Moran. All question right. number one. Name something you hold carefully. Glass. Question number two. Name something you do multiple times per day. Eat. Question number three. Name something that will exist in 100 years. Phone. Question number four. Name something you might freeze. Uh, water. Question number five. Name something a person might knit. Sweater. Time. There it is. One second left on the class. Perfect, wow, man. Okay. You've you got what? some good answers. I was gonna say we might we we have a strong contender for the top Ooh. spot here, but let's go through it. Let's see, let's see where Jordan finishes. And so oh, man. we'll That's go back happy. here. So Seth, Jordan, Seth, you got any <laughs> pre-judgment here before we get going? What answer did you like? What did you not? Uh you know, I, I really thought that he was gonna say Michigan football when you guys said what's gonna be around in hundred years. There you go. Oh, man. I think about it. We should give Seth the number one answer just for saying that. Uh, all right, here we go. That's pretty solid so, answers. So, so with the number one question, Jordan, I asked you, uh, name something you hold carefully. Jordan, you said glass. Survey says. That's yeah, there, that, baby. Is, that is worth nine points. That was the second highest answer on okay. question number one. So, I, and actually, already... dude, I think that number one answer on that list sucks. Let's see. Memories, Memories, that's whack. Glass oh, should be number on. one. You got to hold on. Glass should be number one. Yeah, I guess so. We got he got nine though. We got nine. <laughs> question nine, number two, Jordan. I asked you name something you do multiple times a day. You said eat. Survey says. Oh, sorry. I was counting. It's in there. <laughs> That's it. Six points. You got six, six points for eat. Let's go to question number three. Number so one answer there was brush teeth. Brush teeth. Oh, so we're at, we're at 15 points now. Let's go to number three. Uh, name something that, or I'm sorry, that was already number three, wasn't it? Number four. No, we're on three. We're on three. We're on three. Where the hell are we? Why am I on three? Yeah, we're on three. Yeah. Name okay, something that will exist. Yeah. All right, number four. Name something you might freeze. Uh, Jordan said water. Survey says. That's number one, number one baby. Thank That's you. Number one answer. No, you skipped number three, dude. Name something no. that will exist in a hundred years. Yeah, that's what I just said, right? No, you you haven't said that one yet. Oh my god, I skipped number three. Damn it! All right, we're <laughs> but, gonna go back. To, let's go back to number. Wait, hold on. Let's go back to number three. Name oh, something yeah. that will exist in a hundred years. Jordan said phone. Survey says. Oh, there. See, that's why I skipped that one, man. I was trying to do Maybe. We were just trying to be nice to Jordan. We, we, we okay. had to come back to it. So, number four, I said, name something you might freeze. You said water. That was the number one answer. So, you got 10 points. So, that puts us at 25 points total, right? That's All where right, we're 25. at. Okay. And Roman Jeez. Wilson's in the top spot here with uh, with 30 points. And so, Jordan, okay. you need six points at least here to take top spot Bye. on our Bye. leaderboard. For the fifth question, I said, name something a person might knit. Jordan, you said a sweater. Survey says nine points. Nine points. Nine, nine points. points. Jordan For Moran, a new first place total. On the leaderboard, 34 points. I don't know if it was because of Friday, but that was kind of a shit show. But Jordan I, we Morant, got, we, oh, man. we got through it. We got Jordan through Morant it. as a Jordan Morant as a Family Feud player. Dog, <laughs> dog mentality, baby. Dog mentality, man. I will say, like, so, so the one he get name name something that will exist in a hundred years. The top answers were like flying cars, robots, oh, immortality, yeah. like kind of weird, kind of weird I mean, stuff. Yeah, yeah, obviously a phone will be around. Michigan football will be around, and That's true. Uh, you know, uh, depending on what happens with technology, maybe all of us will be around too. But I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate you guys stopping by on a Friday night. Jordan, I know you got a packed schedule, so it was great to have a conversation with you and Seth and, and what you and Jordan are doing, I think is just, um, you know, it's an awesome service and we'll obviously have some more about it. Uh, we'll put something out in an article here shortly, some information on the website and make sure we can get people to A2A sports and, 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 you know, you guys can put them in the right direction. Of course, yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Thank right, you. Guys. A2A sports.com again. Seth Sugar, Jordan Morant. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. We will talk to you again soon in the future. Jordan, stay healthy and good luck, my man. 
Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate All it. Right. Take, care, fellas. Take care. All right. What the hell happened there? You know what I don't it was. Know, man. You know what it I don't was. Know. You know what it was. You know what it, I'm going to tell you what it was. It was the squirt question. In my notes, I went back because <laughs> you told me I had to take out the squirt Listen. question, and so it threw off my whole. You know, I, long story short, I'm blaming. Name, you. dude. We got two college guys on there. Name something that squirts, bro. We can't ask that. Uh, a squirt can't. gun, a soap bottle. See, that's uh, maybe Listen. we can talk to the fr- the fans out there. I think only a degenerate would have a problem with that question, <laughs> but you know, maybe that's Listen, just- we said. <laughs> I got to get a drink now. I'm laughing. I'm coughing. We got. We said we we don't want to put these guys in a precarious position. And if Jordan Morant says something he's not supposed to say, it's front page news, bro. This is Wolverine <laughs> Digest live stream. We can't you're listen. Right, you're, you're right. Listen, this is big time. Millions of people out there. Millions That's cool, man. No, I uh, man, dude. I'll tell you what, Seth Sugar. We might be working for that guy someday, man. Seth Me and you. Sugar, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great. You know, when you think about. Uh, when we go back to that first week of NIL, by the way, real quick, hold on. What a freaking name, right? Seth Sugar, like, dude, that's you, you like the be, you got to be an that's like the uh, athlete agent from Central yeah. Casting in like every movie. Like, actually, wasn't the dude's name Bob, Bob Sugar, Sugar on uh, yeah, yeah Bob on Sugar. Uh, yeah. Jerry Maguire, right? Yes, that was perfect. It. So Love it. Right. I'm not interrupting just, anymore. Well, go no, ahead. It's the same thing when they, you know, when your parents name you Jeeves, they're setting you up for a certain career yeah. path. And when your parents name you, well, I guess they didn't. This name is you. last when, name, but when still. your name is Seth Sugar, there's only, you know, you're on a you're pathway a to, to greatness. We already know you're that. a winner at birth with the name um, like that. But you know, if you go back to what things looked like the first week of, you know, when mm-hmm. NIL became a thing. It, We talked a little bit about it. You could see players, you know, sharing these things and promoting these things. And it was just kind of crazy. It was was chaos. And I think that, you know, a service that, you know, the the type of service that they're providing to help guide people, get them in the right direction, make sure they're with the right people and make sure it's above board. You know, make sure that, you know, before you sign anything, before you do anything, that you're protecting your brand um, so that you can maximize your dollars. I think it's a great service. And, and, um, you know, certainly given the fact that they're all at the University of Michigan and it's the University of Michigan students driving this bus, I think that, um, yeah, it's super cool. And man, talk about being in on the ground floor. I mean, if I was if I was Seth yeah. and Jordan and Maddie, I think they said the other person, yeah. I would be so excited about the future and what that could turn into. And the, it sounds like they've done it the right way. How um, about how about it's just Jordan, really cool, man. Jordan's really cool. with Alt Nation tomorrow, right? Is that, yeah. is that when it's going to be announced? So that I mean, that's a pretty you know that's a cool thing for a kid like Jordan. We'll see you know we'll see what it what opportunities that means for him. But it sounds like based on what they were saying that he understands how marketable he is. He understands his value and he's going to be better off now than he would have been prior to the NIL stuff financially. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. I'm glad we had those guys on. That was fun. Jordan, the new leader, man, top the, atop the leaderboard with a great round the leaderboard with a, what was his final score? It was 34, 34, 34 points, points man. That's going to be, yeah, that's a solid score. That's going to be tough to beat. That's going to be tough to beat. And, and his answer that he didn't get any points on at all was not a bad answer. Just was uh, that phone. That was fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's not really like a futuristic thing. That question wasn't super like easy to follow. Like yeah. what do you, yeah, phone's going to be around in a hundred years. Like that's that's yeah. right, but futuristic thing in the future, maybe I don't know. Anyway, um, so today, real quick, I want to talk about what we saw at the media availability. Spoke with Blake Corum, uh, Ryan Hayes, and Nikai Hill Green, and I'll start with our guy, man. I'll start with Blake Corum, uh, dude. That that kid's about as likable as any kid I've ever seen, I've ever covered. Yeah. I mean, he he lit up the. We were I was gonna say lit up the room. We were outside. He, he lit up the area with his smile, dude. He was answering questions very, very well. He was talking about some of those things he talked about with us when we had him on about his work ethic and his drive and, you know, that he gets that from his mom and his dad. And um, Nakai Hill Green called him the strongest dude on the team, pound for pound. And, you know, Blake was yeah. real kind of humble about it. Somebody asked, like, what's your, you know, what are you squatting or something? He's like, well, Coach Herb doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't really – have us max we do a lot of reps we try to do it that way and he's like i did uh i did 315 like 22 times or something everybody was yeah. like what the, what the <laughs> hell like you know and he's not a huge guy i mean he's obviously yoked up he's put together right. but he's not very big but dude i just i the more i talk to him we like again we had him on we spoke with him today you look at him you kind of look back at some of the things he did last year in limited touches i think he is poised to blow up i yeah. really do man i think he's gonna blow up this year and i know you and i um, I mean, if we had to pick one guy on offense to blow up, it might be him. 
I, I, hands down, it's him for me. The only, the only concern I have about that is just, is he going to get enough touches to really make as big mm-hmm. of an impact as he possibly can? But, you know, from a physical standpoint, you can't really ask for much more. Um, and, and, to me, the biggest draw for Quorum is the work ethic. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of guys can have work ethic, but not be physically gifted enough to play football at this level. You know, he's fortunate where he's got both. Um, you know, he's physically gifted enough to excel um, at the University of Michigan, and his work ethic is second to none. And you hear that from players. You hear that from coaches. I think Mike Hart said that Blake Quorum was the hardest working running back he's ever been around. Um, and that, in fact, if he had Blake Hart's – or or Blake Corum's speed, he would still be in the NFL. So, (laughs) you know, I think people, the people that are around this guy, the people that see him in practice, the people that talk to him, they all walk away impressed. And I think that just speaks to the kind of kid that he is. Yeah, no doubt about it. A couple days ago, we had Mike Hart as well uh, during a media availability. I wanted to run through three quotes that stuck out to me and kind of get your feedback and what you think about what he's saying, because this is something that a lot of Michigan fans have talked about and wondered about and me myself personally, too. I just I'm so anxious to see how Mike Hart uses that room because he's got a guy like Blake Corm. He's got Hassan Haskins and the super freshman Donovan Edwards, all very talented, all different. Uh, they can do some of the same things, but they also have a little different skill set to bring to the table. So I'm just really curious to see what it looks like. And he said three things that I called, what did I use? Encouraging. I called them encouraging because I think over the last couple of years, we saw the running backs at Michigan struggle. I mean, not just individually, but the running game in general, you know, 77th in the country, two seasons ago, 95th in the country last year. That's bad. I mean, yeah. like that's, bo- that's really you know, bad. towards the bottom of the country. And, uh, you know, that's that's why Mike Hart is, is now there. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Mike Hart is now there. So I'll, I'll read the quote, and you tell me what you think when you hear it because it's something that we've, we've talked about quite a bit, this running back rotation and what it's going to look like. He said, uh, you got to let a guy get a little comfortable in the game. He said a little comfortable. I feel like he was holding back a little bit. I mean, this is a dude that carried the ball 25 times a game throughout his career. It's not the right. same kind of football anymore. You're not going to see that. But he seems to understand – and it's not just because of that one quote. It's because he did it at Indiana. He had a bell cow guy. He had a guy that he wanted to get lathered up and get him going. So thoughts on letting a guy get comfortable in the game. Yeah, I, we we talked about this a lot. You, you saw it last year where, you know, you would see Hassan Haskins break off a, a fantastic run or you would see Blake Corm do something great and then he wouldn't be in the next play. And you, you're just kind of scratching your head like, man, this guy, how is this guy ever going to get a rhythm if he's not on the field? And so, you know, that's one of the benefits to having a guy like Blake, or I'm sorry, Mike Hart there. I keep getting the two confused. They look alike. They're the same guy to you. They are the same guy to me. Um, (laughs) But, you know, that's why Mike Hart is there is because that has been a problem at the University of Michigan for a little while, um, especially with how stacked that running back room was last year. Um, You got to be able to utilize the talent, but you also got to let a guy get into a rhythm of the game. You got to let him find his feet. And they didn't do that last year. Yeah, I I agree. That was a really, really long winded answer to say, like, I I like it. I agree. I agree. I agree with him. No, I mean, it's, it is, it is that though. It's uh. You, you do have to find a balance, and you, you've got three guys who sound like they're really freaking good, and you don't want two of them standing over there the whole time. What would you do? I mean, you're you know, you're know Mike Hart. You're the running backs coach. You've got Hassan Haskins, Blake Corum, and Donovan Edwards in your running back room. What are you going to do with these three guys? We, You and I are in the same boat. We understand the importance of letting a guy get lathered up and be on the field, but I also have a hard time keeping the other two guys on the sideline. I was just talking about this today at the media thing as we were waiting for Blake to come out. I know I know this is an NCAA, right? I know I'm not playing a video game. These are real dudes and you've got real situations, but I personally have always liked the most explosive guy. Like that that's my guy. That if, you know, if you've got a guy who's Look, it's it's like I said about Blake last year. I like Hassan Haskins a lot. I know he brings a lot to the table. He's a big, strong, powerful runner. He had some he did some great things last year, was amazing a couple years ago against Notre Dame. Like, I, I get it. But there were times last year when Blake Corum did something, and I said, he's the only back on the roster who can do that. And I, and I like that. I like that in my running back. Now, we haven't seen Donovan Edwards in college yet, but I think he, he's got some of those traits as well. He's really fast. He's really, uh, he's really elusive in space. He can catch the ball very well. I don't know, man. I find myself... 
he he used the running back. He used one running back way more than others at Indiana. But I think that was because it was easier to do that at Indiana. Yeah. You, you've got three guys who can who can tote it for you at Michigan right now. So it is going to be tricky. Yeah. I just I don't really care, you know, game to game if it's one guy more than the next. But I don't want to see Hassan Haskins have sixty yards rushing on a drive, punch it in for a touchdown, and then sit on the bench for a quarter and a half. Yeah, that's what I don't want to see. That that's what I would have a problem with. And we saw that last year against Penn State. That's exactly what happened. So it is tough. It is tricky. I tend to lean towards whoever's the most explosive. If he's not deficient in a lot of other areas compared to, I'll just say who who I'm talking about. I like Blake Corum's game and his game-breaking ability and what makes him special. But if he's deficient in other areas compared to Hassan when it comes to route running or pass pro or you know fighting for that extra yard or whatever it is, then then you've got a discussion. But I, I think Blake Corum is is he, he's He's a special back. Yeah. I think we saw flashes of it last year to say that he's a special back, and I like him a lot. And that's not that's not to take anything away from Hassan Haskins. I it just, isn't, and that's that's. I like Corum's game a lot. That's the hard thing about it is you you know you don't want to take away from anything that any of these other guys are capable of, but I do wonder that when you come to you know the University of Michigan like Mike Hart is, and you look in a room and you've got three guys who all three of them could potentially start for another team. You know, how do you, how do you divide that up? How do you make that work? You're right. It's not the same situation like you had in Indiana where you've got one true, like this is, this is RB one. They don't have that. And so, you know, the equation should be a little less complicated next year, but this year he's got to find a way to make it all work because all the guys, I, you know, minus maybe Donovan Edwards being a freshman, but certainly Asan Haskins and Blake Corum deserve all the carries they can get on the field. No doubt about it. And that kind of leads me into the next thing that he said. This is this is how you figure that out. This is how you figure out who's in when. He said, quote, uh, there's always two first down backs, a third down back, and a short yardage back. It can be the same guy, but whoever earns those jobs and whoever is better at each job, that's who's going to be in the game in those situations. So, you know, if Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum are your first down backs, then maybe they're, you know, give them a blow, let this yeah. guy have this series, let this guy – have this series if someone puts it on the ground then he's out for a couple you know i mean all those things happen over the course of a game but uh you know and maybe maybe uh maybe Corum is the better guy to catch the ball of the backfield so he's your third down guy maybe hassan's a little bit more powerful so he's your short yardage guy i'm i'm fine with that i'm fine with that approach that's and i get into this in the story that i posted earlier today it's all about football is all about putting guys in a position to succeed. That's, that's the name of the game. You want to find advantages for your players and exploit disadvantages on the other team. And I don't think Michigan's done a good job of that in the years, in years past, not all across the board. That's not just running back. That's, I mean, you know, guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones and Nico Collins and, you know, Joe Milton, whatever you think about Joe Milton, some of the things that they did or didn't do with him, you know, that's a discussion for Gosh, another day. But Uge, I think Rashawn Gary. I mean, you, yeah, Bolsa, you know, I you mentioned Rashawn Gary. I mentioned Aiden Hutchinson playing that anchor spot, not being allowed to really utilize their skills and get after the quarterback, etc. So I think there's been a lot of that. So I just hope that Mike Hart knows what he's doing, and I think he does. I have a lot of faith in him, and I like everything he's done at, at Indiana and at other stops. That he'll say this guy's best at this. That's what he's going to do, and that that's. That's what you do with your whole roster. So, we'll, you know, that's what he said. I don't know. Will we see it? I, I sure hope so. That's why he was brought here, right? Was to, yep. to make the running back room better. And and at the end, at the end of the day, I don't care what the rotation looks like as long as it's productive. The only reason I had an issue with the way things were done last year is that there it just wasn't very productive. 95th in the country, you could see it wasn't working. And I get that last year was a was a weird year. But with that group in particular, if you look at the if you look at all the position groups that Michigan football has, that running back room is top tier borderline elite and i think mike hart was brought here to figure out how to how to utilize it best and so we'll, we'll see how it translates on the field but i gotta be honest as a fan i get a little bit nervous anytime i hear you know well we're gonna use them all or something like that because it gives me you know it gives me flashbacks to what things looked like last year yeah and i actually mentioned in the article chris evans i mean he's a prime example at running back you know what 
you know, when you're running a guy like Chris Evans between the tackles, you're just not doing what he's best at doing. Get him out on the edge, get him flare passes, get him screen passes, split him out wide. I mean, do lots of different things. Uh, Jet sweeps and, and yeah. things. I mean, I don't know. He goes to the senior bowl practices. He wows everybody. Now he's drafted by the Bengals and looks like he's going to be in the two deep behind Joe Mixon maybe. Uh, you know, that's just another example. And then last thing he said, um, you we don't want to say, or you obviously you just can't say, oh, he's in the game. It's going to be a pass. But if it's third and 12, there's a third and 12 back. Again, same deal. Put a guy in there who's going to be best for that situation, best for that scenario. If it's third and 12, Maybe Hassan Haskins not the best guy to be in there. You know, right. I, I mean, you want an explosive guy, guy out in space, guy to catch a pass and turn a five yard catch into a fifteen yard gain. I don't know if Hassan Haskins is the best at that on the team. If I had to guess, I would say both Donovan Edwards and Blake Horn would be a little bit better at that. So Edwards, again, particularly, you know, he he, he I mean, watch his highlight film. Exactly. That that's what that guy does. So again, it's it's just a. It's just a preseason press conference. It's just Mike Hart yeah. answering questions that get thrown at him. But I've got faith in what he's done, and I've got faith in his knowledge of the position, and I've got faith in him to put the put guys in the right spot. Yeah. Um, until we see him not do that, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and think right. that he's going to do a really good job there because he's done a really good job elsewhere. That's That's <laughs> where I'm at with Mike Hart. Right, and we'll obviously have to see what happens with the offensive line, but everything we've heard so far from you know, the spring cycle, summer, and now in fall camp is that the offensive line looks pretty damn good, and if this offensive line is solid based on the personnel he has in that running back room, it should be an extremely productive group for Michigan, You know, and I would say probably a top 20 group this year. If they use them the way they're supposed to be used, that is a at least a top 20 running back room in my mind, and you can't convince me otherwise, um, but to be in the bottom half of college football anytime at, at the University of Michigan, just unacceptable. Bottom bottom quarter last bottom year. Quarter, yeah. 95. Yeah. I mean, you're talking triple digits almost for right. last year. Yeah. Um, and then I guess last but not least, today we spoke with, as I said, Nikai Hill Green, Blake Corum, I already mentioned, and Ryan Hayes. Uh, for, by the way, Ryan Hayes looks fantastic. I covered that kid when he was in high school. Kind of looked like a tweener, big tight end, small tackle. I don't know about this kid. Dude looks like a pro. I mean, his do his body has come along. You know, he's athletic. He used to run run routes and catch passes in high school. It's funny he talked about uh, Joel Honigford moving to tight end. He said he's he's living out his dream. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> you know, all those all those linemen want to be skilled yeah. guys, right? They all think they can run routes and do everything. But Ryan Hayes used to in high school. He was a pretty damn good tight end. But now he looks like a you know potential All Big Ten kind of left tackle. Just the way he's put together. He's coming off the injury last year. He was super excited. Uh, he is super excited about this year and just getting to be one of the one of the mainstays on that O line. Jim Harbaugh penciled him in as a starter long ago, yeah. uh, along with Zach Zinter and Andrew Stuber. So still figuring it out. He talked about that a little bit, but I wanted to focus on Nikai Hill Green a little bit. Kind of the same thing we just did. I thought he said a few things that really stuck out to me. I put that story up earlier today as well. He's a guy we haven't seen a lot of, but he's been mentioned a lot. I mean, I yeah. feel like he's going to be somewhat of a household name by the end of this season because I think he's going to play a lot of football, and he looks the part, too. He looks the part, too, and he yeah. said this is the best camp he's ever had in his 12 years of playing football. And to me, like, he doesn't need to say that because he, like, let me back it up. He should say that unless he truly believes it because the dude hasn't even played before. Like. Right. You don't just come out at a press conference, maybe his first one he's done at Michigan, it probably is, and say, it's the best camp I've ever had. Like, I'm ready to roll. Unless yeah. you know you're going to play a lot and that you're doing a good job. Right. Yeah, and the, the thing about him is, you know, we, we talk about Blake Corm's work ethic and how often he's in the gym. Nakai is right there with Blake yeah. Corm. Like, those guys are almost attached at the hip. I know that they've developed a strong bond, you know, during their time at the University of Michigan. Well, they and, at St. Francis. They came and, from and, high school and, together. And yeah. at St. Francis. And, and, and he is a guy who, if you listen to the reports coming out of camp, you know, he's kind of burst onto the scene as someone who's going to mm -hmm. be a factor in that linebacker room. Um, but it just seems like a solid guy. It seems like he's ready to kind of, you know, step into, you know, an actual role where he's contributing on the field. Um, and that's about all I can say about him. I mean, he looks solid. He looks good. We haven't seen him on the field, but everything we're hearing about him, it's all good things. Yeah. Long arms, rangy, can run, yeah. big dude, playing both the mic and the will spot. So he's got some versatility. 
I think he's going to play a lot. I don't think you yeah. say something like that as a guy who's never played before, unless you feel good about where you're at on the two deep. And he, he was asked about that and he kind of, he gave his political answer. Well, I'm getting reps where I can running with yeah. the ones running with the twos, both Mike and both will, or both Mike and will, he knows he's going to play. He knows yeah. he's going to play a lot. And I think that's uh that's why people are mentioning him and that's why he feels how he feels. And another one of his, uh his, his uh, fellow linebackers, he had great things to say, and you and I both liked what he said at, at Big Ten Media Day. Josh Ross, captain, fired up, looked like he was ready to play that day when we were in yep. Indy. I mean, he looks great. He's shed some weight. He's running better. Um, but Nakai said uh, that Josh Ross has been a, has been like a coach out there. I don't think I've seen him make a mistake throughout camp yet. That's, again, Nakai Hill-Green does not come off to me as like a hyperbolic guy, like just saying stuff to say it. He just, I don't know. You can tell when people are that way and when they're not. Yeah. I don't think he is. I mean, we haven't talked to him a lot before, but I don't think he is. And again, you, you don't have to say things like that. You don't have to say, this is my best camp I've ever had. He's never made a mistake. You don't have to say that. Right. I tend to believe it when when it's, when it's that's the situation. And that's that's some pretty high praise. It's some high praise, and and honestly, I'm not that surprised. Well, yeah. I'm surprised. I'd be surprised if he hasn't made a single mistake, you know, throughout the entire camp. But I'm sure the coaches would say otherwise. But <laughs> but if other players are seeing what he's doing and they're that sure. impressed, and, yeah. And, and you know, Ross is one of those guys. He's been around for a while. He's mm -hmm. a veteran. He's a guy that is is probably gonna play a major role this year during the season. And, it, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, an injury that let Cam McGrone sort of go in, go in there and take that spot and run with it, mm -hmm. you know, who knows where, if Ross is even still in, a, in Ann Arbor or if he's in the NFL at this point. So, you know, I think he's poised for a pretty big season. He's been, I feel like he's been waiting for this moment for a while, you know, after the injury coming back, he's a veteran, he's ready to lead the team out there. And it, you know, we, we saw him at Big Ten Media Days. It sounds like he's having a hell of a fall camp, and hopefully it translates to a good season. Michigan kid, big brother played there. He's got he's got all the motivation in the world to have yeah. a great season. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. And he's he's cut from the right cloth. You know, he's a he's a a hard worker. He's cerebral. He's I mean, he's you know, you can call it what it is. He's not the best athlete in the world, but he he gets after it. He's smart. He studies. He's working hard. And yeah. you know, if he's acting like a coach out there. That's pretty high praise from one of your teammates, your younger guys looking to you for some leadership. So I thought that was awesome to hear. And then last thing, kind of coming back full circle, Nikai Hill Green said that the running backs are making the linebackers so much better. He feels like they're the best backs in the Big Ten. And you kind of just said that, so I'll, I'll let you put a bow on this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, not just in the Big Ten, but like I said, I feel like within in the country, this is, you know, borderline elite we'll see what the, the what the production looks like on the field but just in terms of talent in terms of personnel they have got you know th there's not many running back rooms out there i would trade right now for what we've got uh for what they've got in ann arbor so yeah i can see it and i would imagine that that's helping the defense out quite a bit having to chase them around yeah no doubt about it all right are you so now you're at what 11 and one now after hearing what i said about these I'm guys like 11 i'm like 11 and a half I might be by the time we hop on next. I might be at twelve. You hear that? <laughs> it's Slurp City. Don't talk to me during game week. You're gonna want to avoid me during game week. Oh man! I just can we just no no talking. Let's hear this. <laughs> I hope nobody's eating out there. Chris well, is slurping them. Ten thirty. Nobody's eating. Chris is slurping it up. No, look, man. I am, I'm a slurp. <sighs> I, you know what? But the thing is. Brandon won't say this live while we're doing this, but he's starting to slurp a little bit. Yeah, I can, nah, I can dude. see it. I can nah, see it. Dude. I can see I, it. That was me eating Skittles. I wasn't slurping anything. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. Damn it, they're gonna, they're gonna rope me back in before the season starts, yeah, aren't they? Man. It's a new. I culture, said I wasn't do it. A new vibe. Harbaugh's dropped like fifty pounds. Dude looks like he's down to his playing weight. We got new coaches. We got. Cade McNamara from the desert out in Nevada. Just, you know, the, can we call him Cade the snake? What can we call him? We got to come up with a name. What happens if we went out, huh? <laughs> I mean, what, you know. What then? What, then? what happens? <laughs> what happens? Cade McNamara. I'll tell you He's what happens. Dog. He's a dog. I'll tell you what Seth happens. Sugar. <laughs> dog. Dog. I want to shout out Seth and uh, Jordan one more time as we get ready to wrap up here. I think what they're doing is is awesome. Yeah, it's good Necessary. Stuff. 
Uh, I'm a little envious and jealous that I didn't meet Seth Sugar when I was in college because I'd probably be loaded by now at age 37. That's what a lot of this job is, is talking to people, young, younger people who've just got so much going for them. And then you turn off the computer and you sit back, guys like us, and we're like, damn, man, like, why, why couldn't that happen to me? I don't know. I have been athletic. Our gig's not too bad, man. We're getting paid to talk Michigan football. (laughs) We're going to be going to the press box here in a couple weeks, man. How how excited are you? It's coming, man. You getting closer to it? The only thing I'm concerned about is how do I remain quiet in the press box? You know, I'm going to have to. Dude, if you get kicked, if you get kicked out with my with my website name around your neck, listen, listen. I cannot guarantee. I won't slip out a couple F-bombs here and there, depending on what happens. If it's all good, if things are going good, we'll be all right. But they start stinking it up. We'll see, man. We'll see. Real quick, I saw you posted this, and this is something we've been talking about. But um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule throughout the season for the pod. Yeah. Definitely going to do a post-game post-game live stream from the stadium. I'm, we got to figure out where. I was telling Chris about this. Like, It's not real conducive to be putting a headset on and blabbing like we are right now. It's like quiet. People are working, typing stories in the press box, but we'll figure that out. But we'll have a minimum of four four live streams slash podcasts throughout the season. I'm super excited about it. These have been a lot of fun, man. Get yeah. these guys on and doing interviews. We've got all of our sound effects coming together now. I it's love all it. all just I right know, there, man. I know. See, I put my, this, myself in a position to succeed. I know I'm a better talker and bullshitter than I am writer. <laughs> this is where I want to live, dude. This is where I... This is your element. This is where I want to live. That's it, man. Chris, I hope you have a good weekend, man. Yeah, we man. got a couple more free ones until it's like wall-to-wall seven days a week. So I'm ready. Bring it we'll on. get after it. We'll be back talking again on Monday, guys. Thanks for listening.